everybody here can easily understand.
Subject, we never dismiss big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when no bin, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah. Hey guys, happy Friday. This is Big Talking Brewskis. I'm Marissa Smith. Uh, hope you guys had a uh, a good week. This week we are joined with Chewy May. Hello. Oh wow, those <laughs> the applause of your live studio audience is great. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Hi guys. 
so Chewy, how you doing? How was your week? I'm uh, I'm doing pretty good. My week is going really good. Uh, finishing up my PSA video I shot with Just Tom. Uh, it's going really good. It's going really well. How Just was- Tom. Just Tom. Just Tom. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, what's your PSA about? It's a. Uh, it's about. It's actually against uh, the upcoming live action movie Ghost in the Shell, where basically Scarlett Johansson's playing an Asian woman who's the lead, uh, the lead character of the Ghost in the Shell manga series. So now Ghost in the Shell is a manga series. Yeah. Were there any other films uh, based on Ghost in the Shell before? Or is this the first one? I think this is the first one. Okay. And uh, basically, uh, your PSA is that you don't want a Asian character whitewash. Yeah, it's basically whitewashing a like a Asian, like a person of character. Uh, sorry, person, a person of color character, especially one that's a superhero. Right. Like, that's. Uh, I get that. Like, although the woman that's pl- like, although it's still gonna be a woman playing her, it's. And so it should be like women empowering, but it's a white woman, so it's more like not this. This is like white woman empowering, not just like. Right, and this is like you know, and there. I mean, I'm not super into um, like comic book characters or superhero characters, mm-hmm. so I don't want to sound ignorant of this, but like, I, I'm assuming that there are not many. Asian female superhero characters. Exactly, yeah. And so, uh, you know, it would make sense that you wouldn't want to have, uh, you know, one of the more dominant, prominent Asian superhero characters uh, whitewashed. Definitely, definitely. That's what the PSA is about. And it's, uh, it's we're done shooting as of now. It should be coming out at the end of February, like with the musical music scoring and everything's done. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully it'll come out end of February. Nice, and we've got Jason Cross with us. Yeah, Mr. Cross, I, I finally made it through security. Uh, you know, Trump America. That's, yeah. that's what's happening. It was so easy for me to get up here with an expired ID. <laughs> yeah, hey, expired two years ago. What? Did you give your problem? No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, My you know. Well, you know, we're not from those seven countries, so <laughs> 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 that's how we made it upstairs. Uh. Yeah, so now, now wasn't there um, another uh, Asian character that was a superhero that was just recently whitewashed? Um, I think you're talking about uh, Doctor Strange, I think? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole Tilda Sw- uh, Swinson or Swanson? Or- uh, yeah, and then our, her and Margaret Cho had exchange of words about like whether or not her character... Should have been whitewashed because uh, right. the original, uh, which is weird because like the director and the movie uh, and the filmmakers for that movie changed the character to um, a Celtic woman instead of like the Asian person that it was was in the series because they wanted to not yellow face people. But then if you don't want to yellow face people, then just cast a yellow person. Like that is, yeah. I, I thought, crazy. yeah, <laughs> I thought that she was playing an Asian man. Uh, they they changed the role altogether into like a Celtic person because the original I think the original character was Asian. Yeah, I, I also didn't read Doctor Strange, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because I I read the whole exchange between Tilda and Margaret Cho, and um, I mean, I, I thought that it was um, 
I thought it was at least promising that that Tilda was kind of asking a, 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 a about it because I feel like I don't I haven't read any articles where Scarlett Johansson was like, "Hey, is it cool if I do this?" and someone's like, "No, don't do it." <laughs> like, you know, I don't really know if uh Scarlett Johansson is that um understanding of uh the controversy behind it but at least i felt like at least tilda made the effort to talk to somebody although i think it's a little bit odd to like go and like designate margaret cho to be the spokeswoman of all asian people true but you know and it's also weird that uh she didn't reach out to margaret cho directly she reached out to alex borstein and then alex borstein reached out to margaret cho (laughs) yeah they picked their battles yeah, it's a little, it's a little strange. It's just been happening forever. Yeah, the whitewashing. Yeah, well, think about the movie, what, The Last Samurai, right? Oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if that wasn't some bullshit, but I just don't go see shit like that. I don't support it. Uh, that's also like uh, it's like dealing with like white saberism and whitewash. Like uh, whitewashing yeah. is like taking a a character that's a person of color and replacing it with a white person. Like white. White saviorism is like, oh, look at these uh, people of color needing a savior. All oh, this white man will be their savior. Every movie you look at is like that. Yeah. Well, or what was that series that Bruce Lee was supposed to do, but they made uh, David Carradine the lead? Kung Fu? Mm-hmm. Kung Fu, yeah. Oh, Bruce Lee was supposed to do that? That was his story. Oh, they my. They jacked it from him. And David <laughs> that was his script. That is yellow facing and whitewashing at the same time. They, yeah, yeah, they put, I think they put makeup on him to look more Asian. More Asian, yeah. yeah. Well, we know what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> Autoerotic yeah, association. Yeah, in Thailand, it's like <laughs> <laughs> the Asian woman's like, "I saw what you did to our people. Fuck you." <laughs> oh yeah, if he was uh, in Thailand, you know what he was there for. Oh yeah, doing weird stuff. I always feel like you know, so I I always feel a little weird about people that like say that they go to Thailand for vacation because I'm just like, you know what it is? What are you? You go in there for the trafficking? Like let's like, let's 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 be real here. Like, like you're I, like, oh, I want to see a bunch of temples. It's like no, you're going there for like two cent hookers. Yeah, like, yeah. same like or, I'm only going to Amsterdam. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? That's so disgusting. It like, is I gross. I never because like whenever someone is just like, oh yeah, I'm going to Thailand for vacation, and I'm like, oh really? <laughs> I didn't know you were a sicko. Like you know what I mean? It's just it's weird. Definitely weird. It's like I'm going to Las Vegas just for the shows, just the magic shows I want to see. Yeah, it's just you're like you're not the going hose. there for the herpes and the coke. Okay, I got you. There's herpes there. Fuck. Oh, there's herpes everywhere. Yeah, there's herpes everywhere. Um, so, Jason, how was your week? It was all right. It was all right. I feel better than I do. Like remember last week, I was just super sore. Yeah, yeah. Out. You, you, you the said that. The old is out of death. my system. I'm feeling better now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that was also like a little bit of humble brag. Like, oh, I worked out so much that my muscles are so sore. No, last week I was fucked up. My toes hurt. It was the worst pain I've ever been in in a while. Yeah, he, uh, I guess he like hit the gym a little too hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's I've funny. never had that. Me neither. <laughs> the best feeling in the world. Like, I, I've hit the buffet too hard. <laughs> like, oh, I, didn't, oh. I can't go out for the next two days. Yeah, definitely. I've done that. I've hit the all you can eat too hard, oh, the yeah. all you can drink too hard. Definitely. I've so never hit the weights too hard. <laughs> I, 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 think I mean, I do everything to the extreme, though. I drink an too extreme, much dude. When I drink. I'm healthy too much when I'm healthy. (laughs) Yeah, no. Like, I wish I could get to the point where I enjoyed working out because I hate it. Like, I hate the whole process. Like, 
I hate getting to the gym. I hate dressing for the gym. I hate the sports bra. I hate the uniboob that the sports bra does to you. Oh, yeah. Like, I hate the whole idea that I have no idea how many germs are on all this equipment that I'm <laughs> touching. Like, you no, know, I never thought about that. It's so gross. But like, now at Blink, they have like the Santa. Sanitation wipes or whatever. Fuck I think every gym has sanitation wipes. Yeah. yeah, but it's you know something. It, it it's not bleach. It you know what I mean. It's True. like I and then like you, I'm expected to like go and clean this stuff down, and I don't know how. Well, the people sw- are supposed to clean it down after they use yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, but like, how many people actually do that? I don't know. You, you're like you know, so like you're you're counting on a stranger cleaning off their germs. And then, like, in the whole time I'm touching all this stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm probably going to get, like, syphilis from this fucking bar. <laughs> like, what the hell is happening? Syphilis. Like, it's just syphilis and herpes. Syphilis. syphilis. Um, like, and, I, and then, like, I never get to the point where I'm just like, oh, like, I'm, I'm feeling energized. Because, like, I know, like... Where you're in that zone? I never feel energized. It's like, I literally, like, every rep is like I hate this I fucking hate this why am I doing this I could be eating I could be sleeping (laughs) I could be doing work I could shop and I'm just every rep is like something else I'd rather be doing than like being there I always just put like my aggressions out like if I have like a bad day or like like the like what helped me a lot uh, for doing like back to back classes when I used to go to the gym was like I gotta be hotter than my ex's new boo I gotta be hotter than my ex's new boo Motivation. You got to yeah. find that motivation. Yeah. I have no motivation. Not in that. It's like, uh, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I hate it. I'm like, I actually, I used to manage a gym. And so I, I went because I was going through this. Like, I'm like one of these people where like I have to like immerse myself in a culture if I want to like change something. So like I was like, you know something? I'm going to be healthy I'm going to start working at a gym. And so, like, I started, like, managing a gym. And so, you know, like, I'm working, like, with my trainer, like, Mm -hmm. 40 hours a week. And you're ordering lunch. And then my, like, bacon, egg, and cheese turns into, like, egg whites with spinach. I'm like, WTF? Who did this to me? Like, you know what I mean? It's It's so good, though. Egg whites and spinach and out of fan. How does (laughs) egg whites and spinach even compare to bacon, to egg, and bacon, egg, and cheese. The only winning thing on there is the bacon. No, cheese is good. Cheese too, is good, too. Yeah. See? Yeah. yeah. Jason's going to eat a big egg and but cheese. You, well, you can get turkey bacon. Please. That's not bacon. This is, not a, <laughs> this is America. We eat regular bacon. <laughs> that is true. I love pork. It's, it's Pork is amazing. Pork is the shit, man. It's it ama- I've never met a pork product I didn't like. There's no finer meat than pork. It's like bacon, ham, Ribs, oh, yeah. pork chops. So like, I'd rather yeah. have a pork chop than filet mignon. <laughs> oh, I'd rather have ribs than filet mignon. Like that is fried pork chop is the best thing in the, a, on the planet. A fried pork chop is really good. I don't know. I can't say that I'd rather. I think that on, on they're probably the same. I would take a fried pork chop over any chicken dish ever. Oh. I don't know. It depends on fried if it's fried chicken. Fried chicken, I love. Yeah. Depends on who makes it, though. Yeah, because sometimes you can get some iffy fried chicken. You're like, Hell yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't know about this. Like, Church's chicken is the worst to me. Oh, well, Church's chicken is like, like you know, it's 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 like the 
the choice of desperation. Yeah, it's, it's like bullshit. Everything it's else bullshit. is closed. So, like, you're just like, all right, I'll just go to church. Yeah, church mm. is like, Yeah, that's it's not good. good. Talk about chicken. Yeah, we're talking about chicken. But l- lamb. Lamb, I would say, <laughs> is up there. Lamb is good. I go lamb pork for me. Lamb, then pork. So, mm. I, I like lamb. I can tolerate a lamb chop. But I actually... Is there any other kind of lamb? I mean, I know they ground it, but... There's like rack of lamb. I love... Oh, yeah. Rack of lamb is good. Yeah. Rack of lamb is good. I love like um, like lamb sausages. Lamb sausages? I never had a lamb what sausage. Is, where do you get lamb sausages? So like, Everybody's a little bougie over here. Lamb <laughs> sausages? Yonkers. That's what they do in that's Westchester. That's West. so, <laughs> I'm just saying... Um, you can get, uh, well, one is kind of, it's Indian, so it's like, uh, I believe it's a shami kebab, and that's like basically like a lamb sausage, and they like give you some like sort of like mint ch- chutney with it, mm-hmm. and then there's also a Greek lamb sausage that is really good, and I think it's Latikos or something like that, and you eat that with a tiki sauce, so like... I, I, whatever nation lamb sausage it is, like, I love that. Um, oh, yeah, it's probably Afghani or something like that. Like, I, I think I may have had something it, similar. I love a lamb sausage, but I mean, to be honest with you, I, I love a sausage. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Tough in season. Like, <laughs> Alrighty, now. She uh, needs it. Like, Listeners, <laughs> follow us. <laughs> Bumble me. Um, so, uh, no, but. I, I don't know, like chicken, I like fried chicken, and like, maybe I like a chicken parmesan, and other than that, is good. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's like, a staple. Once again, cheese. I love cheese. Cheese yeah. is good. I, honestly, I, I can't, I would give up every carb for cheese. Really? Like, every carb? Bread? No. I could give up bread. I could give up potatoes. Shit. Oh, yeah, but I could give up potatoes. rice. You don't eat that much carbs now, though. Like, because I don't really like carbs, but I love cheese. Oh. I like. You don't like bread? I'm bread is big, fucking delicious. I'm, like, what do you eat your chicken parm? You don't eat spaghetti with your chicken parm? No, I just literally just eat the, the chicken <sighs> yeah. with the cheese and the sauce. Yeah, I mean, if it's there, I might bread? have a bite or two of it. What? Garlic bread? Do you eat garlic bread with with it? I mean, I can eat it, but I don't really care about it. Like it's it's like something that's there. Like for me, bread is only a vessel for me to eat butter. <laughs> gotcha. Like if I could like socially ex- like if it was socially acceptable for me to just eat a slab of butter without the bullshit bread, <laughs> I would totally just be like, Have you ever tried? Nah, nah, on butter. Have you ever tried just eating straight butter? Oh my. When I'm in the house by myself, you've eaten straight butter before. I've eaten straight butter before. Oh my god! Oh my god! I've yeah. eaten straight mayonnaise before, but I don't know about straight. <laughs> I've eaten a butter ball by accident because I thought it was a mozzarella ball. <laughs> oh okay, that I've done. <laughs> oh. No, like oh, like, when they put it on the plate. Yeah, yeah. and I thought it was mozzarella. Like, oh, I love mozzarella. And all the way it's butter, and then but I don't want to like spit it out because it was people around me. But then people didn't just assume I'd eat butter like like yeah. <laughs> popcorn. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah. No, wow. I mean, I love you ate, butter. You ate a whole stick of butter? I haven't eaten a whole steak. Like a like, spoonful? Like a slice. What's a slice, though? Yeah, how big is a slice? Is it like... <laughs> like, the <laughs> amount that you would put on a piece of bread. Oh, okay. And you just ate it straight out? Like, I was Did you feel weird afterwards? Did you no. feel, like, tingly? Is this no. a common practice? No. This is, like, like, this is, like, extreme bad days. 
So on bad days, you eat butter? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you prefer, butter or cheese? Oh, oh cheese. Cheese. I prefer Are cheese. You put cheese on your butter. I mean, butter on your cheese. Oh. No, I've never done that. Try mixing them. I've I never done that. that. Uh-uh. I've never done that. Like, the other thing that's, like, my other guilty pleasure is, like, pickle juice. Pickle so juice like, is good. Yeah. I so, like, see, yeah. I'll drink, like, I'll have um, uh, a pickleback just because I really want to drink the pickle juice, but I don't, it's not socially acceptable to just drink pickle juice. Like, I feel like you have to have it with booze, and then it's like, oh, okay. But if you're just drinking straight pickle juice, everyone thinks you're preggers. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, no, I'm not pregnant. I just enjoy the taste of pickle juice. Pickles are yummy. Pickles are yummy. Now, I that's another thing. I love pickles. Love pickles. Yeah. Pickles are pickles really good. Pickles are good. Yeah. You know, ever have fried pickles? Yes. Oh, yeah. It'll change your life, won't it? Yeah. They used fried to have... pickles are the shit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that, like, sauce that... I don't even know what... It's almost like a spicy Thousand Island sauce mm-hmm. that, that you have with it never had it with sauce you've never had it with a sauce i've only had it like in the midwest and the south oh. i can't find fried pickles up here they anymore. used to oh, have it at thunder jackson's but thunder jackson's like is closed the now. new what thunder jackson's uh like on mcdougall but it, it's closed now but like like oh yeah in the garden village they have it all over the place yeah and even like um southern hospitality and like i, can, uh, oh. I, I order from there a lot yeah they I have sh- shit i should order some ribs from there now they should they they yeah, should <laughs> have fried pickles you're talking about in hell's kitchen right yeah 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 you know, um, I get some fried pickles. Let's just know that we great. didn't eat dinner yet. I've yeah. never had um, fried green tomatoes though. Oh, oh I never had it, but I th- man, it must be delicious. See, I'm not a big tomato person. What? Yeah, Have like you I, had it? yeah, ketchup and marinara sauce. Like that's about it for me with the tomatoes. Oh, shit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so we no can spaghetti. Smell it, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just like sorry. You guys, have acid reflexing? No. Oh. I had it once. That shit is horrible. If you feel like your whole like torso is on fire. Yeah, it burned the lining out my throat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Mm. Like I, I'm like supposed to be on like medication for it because like that's like how what, like Gaviscon or something. Yeah, but like <laughs> the thing is, is once oh, you shit. start it, like you're supposed to stay on it for the rest of your life, and I'm like. I'm not starting this shit at 28. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a habit. They just do that to get, keep getting money from you. Yeah, you hooked on the drugs. Yeah, so like I, I just try not to eat stuff that I know is going to give me agita. But uh, yeah, I've so I've, no tomatoes for you. I don't eat tomatoes. No. Fried. What else have I had? Have you ever had a fried Twinkie? No. What? Yes, I've had a fried Oreo though. Oh, I yeah, think I had one really too. Yeah, those were really yeah. great. Now I have the taste for tempura. Oh, uh, we're yeah, all just really hungry good. people. I know, right? Like, like this whole like segment star, is yeah. just about food. food. <laughs> she sent us like a like a list of the topics, and I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be a serious conversation." Now we're like, now oh, we're yeah. on the on the cheese and butter. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing is <laughs> yeah, more serious than cheese and butter. The, the serious stuff is for the second segment. Do you drink? Um, How come you're not drinking? Oh, no, I, I'm not drinking for she now. She doesn't drink. Oh. How come you're not drinking? I'm not drinking. He doesn't now drink. I'm back on my health kick. Oh. See, I don't drink a lot, but when I drink, I drink a lot. Does that make sense? He's just trying to sound deep. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, I might not drink for six months, but the time I get drunk, I'm getting really fucked oh, up. Oh, gosh, yeah, I got you. Nah, I wasn't trying to be philosophical about <laughs> it. <I'm> just... <laughs> I feel like, for me, like, everything is in, like, moderation. It's like, I don't try to, like, overdo anything, but I also try not to, like, 
stop doing everything. Because, like, the second that I don't do something, it's, like, when I'm just going to, like, go crazy. Go hog wild. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, like, you know something? Just if I'm going to drink, like, have, like, a couple of drinks and call. But I'm not going to, like, you know, my keg stand days are over. Uh, You know what I mean? It's, like, I've been there. I've done that. No more keg stands? Nah, I'm what, too old for keg stands. What about beer pong? You're never though. too old for a keg stand. Yeah. So I used <laughs> to do a lot of beer pong in college. Mm-hmm. And now... You the, really? Yeah. That doesn't sound like a game you would play. But like, I went to school in New Hampshire. No, I'm saying because you're a germaphobe. Well, that's and the problem that's now. That's why I don't fuck with it. It's like, well, what, back in college when I would do it, I was like already like so wasted that like the germaphobe thing like kind of like melted away but like now like when i think about it i'm just like what i'm like this ball just hit the floor floor. somebody (laughs) stepped on it it. and stopped it then they put it in and put it in dirty water yeah and i'm gonna drink this shit (laughs) yeah so like now it's like definitely no but like in college i was already kind of so wasted that i was like yeah it sounds like fun let's do it like or quarters, like, you know, like... Quarters? How, yeah. You like, throw quarters in your drink? Yeah, so, like, you have to, like, flip them into your, your shot glass. What? Okay. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> well, alcohol is alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it should kill the drink. Bars really scare me, though. When I think about it, bars and restaurants, because you say, damn, this fork has been in, like, 100,000 people's mouths. Mouth. Yeah. yeah. And, and they really hoping. don't wash it at all. They just throw the shit in the machine and, yeah, and send true, it right back true. out. It's disgusting, right? <laughs> I'm gonna just start asking for plastic utensils at every place, or, or like bring the, your own. Be that guy that brings in his own utensils. Maybe I will. Or if you think like a, a shot glass or something, like all these fucking people had their mouth on this. And yeah, somebody I probably blew somebody for this shot, then took the shot afterwards, and we're drinking out Who the same glass. For a shot, you would blow somebody. That uh, you would need been, like a whole bottle. You never of been something. clubbing in New York. <laughs> I mean, a shot's like twenty bucks. Yeah. What? <laughs> I just I just show up in the club drunk already. That's why I don't like pie shots. Wow, shit happens these days. Yeah, you know it's really valid though because I feel like if if I were to like live my OCD fantasy, I would bring my own utensils. I'd bring my own ketchup. I probably would also bring my own plate. Really. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? I like, that I don't see getting too dirty. Yeah, but then, But I get where you're coming from. Because, like, what if a like, dish had salmonella on it and they didn't clean it? Oh, yeah. And now they oh, put shit. your food on it. And let's say you ordered... I'm going to just... A hypothetical. You had a salmonella chicken plate. They didn't really clean it enough. You still have salmonella on it. And now you just ordered a salad. Eesh. Your salad is not going to kill that salmonella. Eesh. Yeah. So I need my plate. Then, like, you know, if I had, like, a ketchup, salt, and pepper. I don't really use salt. Maybe pepper. I'm always scared somebody will put cocaine in the salt. What? And the reason I'm scared because I thought about doing this shit in my <laughs> 20s. I was like, yo, we could put a whole gram of coke in it and people would be, like, fucked up. <laughs> Never did it. I'm just saying. I love the salad for some reason. It's giving me life. I can't stop. Can I have another one <laughs> of these salads? I want all these salads. It's like, oh, uh, your like you just never know. <laughs> you never know. Or like you remember the trick where people used to un yeah, and then you turn the it and like yeah. the and then whole you turn thing. All the salt, yeah, it's like yeah. shit like that. You never know what that is. sugar. Oh yeah, I'd have to bring the same sugar. way. Sugar, you know. Damn, this tea good. It's got caffeine in this motherfucker. God damn. I just want to dance. Is my microphone? Just dance. 
she turned off my off No, it's on. Oh, she no. It on. <laughs> yeah, no, you've been but on. But you just never know yeah. what's inside a restaurant or a bar. And it kind of scares me to eat drink there now. The other uh. thing, too, is like... Um, I mean, I do, but it's scary. Yeah. Like in the diner, like the half and half that they leave on the table, that's that, that open little container. You don't know I what's never in use there. that thing. Oh, it's yeah, like, it's... give me the little like half and half that's sealed. Mm-hmm. I don't want this like open milk on my table. Yeah. Like I don't know what the hell this is. And who knows how long that shit's been there. It's not right. like they're like, oh shit, that's been there 12 hours. Let's change it. Yeah. No, it's it been could there for, for a while. Like, days. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to use anything that like other people use in a restaurant and then the um, kitchens aren't open so you don't know what they're doing back there but if the kitchen was open would you really want to see what was going on in there there's some restaurants for the kitchen to an extent open. you know how people say don't ever piss off your server because you never know right yeah, i want to see the shit when it comes and yeah. how it comes because you just never know i i feel like you i never know what's in a person's heart <laughs> but yeah i mean you never days. know what's in anyone's heart you never know. You might be getting served by a Trump supporter. I'm like, fucking nigger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why like, I never send food back. I'm always surprised when I have friends that send food back. I'm like, what kind yeah. of privileged life that you lead? That, that you, you can it, actually do that. That you can trust it when it gets back to you in a nicer way. Because, like, if I don't like it, I just don't eat it. And usually the server's like, did you like that? I'm like, no, it was burnt or it was this or it was that. And they're like, do you want another one? Nope. They're like, oh, I'll just take it off your bill. That, that oh. also. Oh, but yeah. yeah. But I'm not going to send off. shit back. Yeah. Because it's like when they see that you don't like it, normally they, like, if it's a good server, uh-huh. they'll make mention of it. Yeah. And then if they take it off the bill, then, you know, I'll give you a better tip. Oh, but, nice. like, you know, I'm not going to go and send something back. It's just like you're just asking for yeah. shit bad to happen. That's why I don't do fast food either. What? Not without an open kitchen. If I buy fast food, I'll never go through the drive thru. I'll look at them, I'll buy it from the counter and watch them while they do it. <laughs> But you never know what the hell they're making. It's like, oh, yeah. no, like every say, say gray you go to patty KFC. looks like every other gray patty. No, but say you go to KFC and you say, I want three drumsticks or something. You see them get the drumsticks and put them in. Oh, yeah, but like. You still don't you see them really cook them, though. Yeah, like. Uh-huh, you well, don't see them cook it, but you see a little something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. True. But like, wasn't it like last year they found like tuckable meat wasn't like meat or something like that? Probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. But was I just know the delicious, Midwest, but you got to think, people that work at the motherfucking places are a little crazy. Oh, yeah. A little yeah. crazy, a little frustrated. Well, I've read some article that, like, like uh, I can't, somewhere in the Around Midwest. Around the guy jagging off in the mayonnaise at a... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, somebody was doing that. Somebody put period blood in something. Period blood? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I, I don't order Wait, too much red shit. What? And what? I watch it. Where was this that they put period blood in? It was like a fast food place, and they put, like, period blood in Let something. Let me ask a question, because this is the second time I heard this story. I'll tell you the first time. But how does that happen? How does period, period blood, blood get in food? Like, do you, you take the to... thing and squeeze it out and put it in it? Like, you can oh. just, like, put like do, like, like put it in your hand there and, and sprinkle it on. Oh, okay. I thought <laughs> yeah. it was just, like, dripped in. We're, we're, we're freaking out the engineer. Let's just I mean, <laughs> Well, I know this guy in Chicago, he, he, he was breaking up with his girlfriend, and she made him a little... A special pasta. Oh! Because it's supposed to be like a voodoo thing to make the man stay with you or whatever. Well, that's a cultural thing. And I think that's the thing with the... um, I've read about this and, uh, you know, it's a thing with uh, some Italians. Uh And what they'll do is that once they get married, the woman will put 
her period blood in the sauce because oh. it's supposed to keep him to her. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That is some Mm-mm. fucking sick shit, Mm-mm. man. Mm-mm. Like, like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> no. this is, it's still even, like, I ain't no vampire. <laughs> no, even like, <laughs> even if, if I was a chick and if I touched on her and I feel like a tampon string and then I'm like, okay, we're not going to do anything sexual. stuff. Kissing and touching. Like, I don't want to. No. Yeah. <laughs> I got a pair of pants fucked up like that one time. Oh. Dancing in a club. And I'm like, damn, why is she grinding on my leg like this? <laughs> you know, I went to the bathroom. My boy was like, what the fuck? Are you all right? You got shot. Like, my, like just Ew! down my pants. I was like, I was like 18, too, at the Teeny Bopper Club in Chicago. She was grinding on you when she knows she's yeah, on her I period. Yeah, I just thought she liked me, but she probably was just, She was you know, just wiping her period juice Cleaning herself you. off like, thank you. <laughs> or maybe she was like, I don't think he knows I don't want to dance. And she's like, I'll make him regret it. So now, uh, that's something that I, I think is interesting, though, is that because, like, some, I feel like guys are 50-50 on doing something when you're having your period. But, uh-huh. like, you're definitely, like, if you're having your period, like, nothing's going on. Uh, Like, I would, uh, <laughs> I don't know how explicit I could be on this, but, like, uh, um, you can say anything. Like, 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 if I'm lady and, uh, and i and i see there's a, there's a tampon string and then i won't i'll do it like outside of the underwear and my face won't go down there but like my hand will like this rubbing action You'll rub okay. it through underwear. Yeah. yeah right not like i'm like i have friends that had had sex on the period and that sex are we talking about strap on or like uh, a chick got eaten out with a tampon in, and then another friend uh her boyfriend took <laughs> out her tampon and fucked her. Oh my god! My boyfriend took it out and what? And and, and and then fucked her. Well, some guys will have that, sex like, with you in my with 20, your period. Yeah, my nineteen twenty, but that's ugh. I never do that shit. You no. have to like wash your sheets a lot. You know, you got to break well, out the, the black ooh. towel, the yeah. dark color towel. Oh my god! Yeah, it's, mm. it's there's then definitely when you towel your dick action. Look like a prison razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> have you done anything sexual on your period? Yeah, my rule is just not my bed. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Your bed, your mama's bed, but not my bed. These sheets are thousand thread counts. (laughs) It's like, not my bed. Um, These are my good clothes. All my good clothes. These are my Martha Stewart sheets. It's like, Martha Stewart, please. Um, But like... Can I call? (laughs) You know, you can get some good bargains and not Martha Stewart. You know, she's... But anyhow... Um, yeah, like, I, I just, like, put a towel down, whatever, uh, and, towel. like, I'll, I definitely give that heads up, like, hey, these are <laughs> ladies' days, you don't want to be going down here, heads up. but, like, you know, if they're like, ah, okay, I'm so, okay. all right, like, you know, I'm not, like, I don't give oral when, when No, no, I've never yeah, had that. That, that, would that I've nasty. never had. I, I would be, like, weirded out by that. <laughs> but like I definitely <laughs> like. What we did it came up and said blah. <laughs> well, you're not kissing me, but like, you will live forever now, <laughs> blah. So you and I are bonded forever. Now. So you didn't yeah. see your reflection in the mirror. Damn, <laughs> you're assuming I do. Uh, blah. But, <laughs> 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 but oh my god. <laughs> yeah, no, like definitely. I I I think that would be weird, especially if they tried to kiss you after. Well, you know, blood that's running down his cheeks. Oh my like, god! Ah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, 
Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, it's okay. just like, oh. Blood just coming down. Like, how you feel, It's baby? like, I think that's a clot. Like, can you hear me? Like, can you hear me? Like, the feminine wipe from my face. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where we got to on this. Because <laughs> we this talked about period blood and then we talked about period blood, blood and, and sex. Period blood and period blood and sex. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's how we ended out on this, this crimson trail. But then, but, uh, <laughs> That's why I don't go to the fucking fast food places. And the I'll pure ketchup, blood and yeah, I'll eat ketchup out of packet, but other red shit, you don't know what the fuck it is. Mm. It could be like regular blood. You don't know. Mm. Get hep C or something. This is true. <laughs> hep C is a problem. There's a lot of crazy people out here. Uh, true. Yeah. True. Definitely. definitely you can't true. trust them around food or drinks. It's like the craziest story that I read in the news uh, recently. I don't know if you guys were following it, but oh, um, but like so, there was this lady that killed her three-year-old toddler. What she beat him with a broomstick and he died. God damn! So now the the toddler was the 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 son of this lady and this guy who just recently went to jail. For killing his mother, he decapitated his mother and took selfies uh. with the head of his mom. Mm-mm. So now the kid that just died is the product of the lady that killed him with a broomstick and the guy that decapitated his own mom. That kid uh. is probably going to be fucking Dexter. Yeah. That's how Dexter became a fucking killer. Well, he saw he's blood gone. When he a kid. Because oh, the, the kid's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know maybe the kid would have turned into dexter but like that was by far because i remember reading the story about the guy that you know was taken and literally post them to facebook selfies at him how many likes did he get i don't know <laughs> Is it more i'm than not my... his friend but like so i was just like oh who like first of all who can kill their mom but then you killed your mom and you decapitated her and you're taking selfies with your mom's head. I, what I don't get, I could put up a post about Trump. They take it down. He put Based up a post with his mom's dead head? Viral. Yeah. Uh, they, probably, they probably didn't think it was real. Probably not. I mean, especially, like, who's going to think anybody does that? Mm. But then to, like, read the, like, and then I was just like, oh, this, this woman killed her three-year-old. Oh, that's horrible. And then reading on, it's just like, and this kid was the son of the guy that took the selfies with his mom's dead head. Like, that's what? what I mean. So you have guys cutting off their mom's head, taking pictures with it. And you're going to have him fix your cheeseburger. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fuck that. Sociopaths are real and they're it's terrifying. Yeah. I think everybody has a little bit of it in them. It's just if you push them to that point. Some people have yeah. been pushed to that. Some people live miserable fucking lives. Uh, true, <laughs> but like also, you know? I don't I don't know if like genetic or something. Like uh, years ago, the whole like um, internet craze that kids were following and then carried out murders from it. Like it, it freaks me oh, out to a point that. Oh, is that the Slender Man? Yeah, it freaks me out to a point that I can't even say the name of the thing. So Slender Man, people were doing internet murders. Children like, were. Yeah, oh, children like, like eight and ten. Yeah, killing. How were they? Why? Well, so I, I'm not exactly sure the whole legend of the Slender Man, but apparently, it's like 
Um, it's kind of like the boogeyman, but it's like international. And he will, from the accounts that I read of it, they would say that he would come to them in their dreams or that he would come to them in real life and tell them that they had to kill somebody or who they had to kill and how they had to kill them. And so people, children, were so scared of this character that they would actually perpetrate murder because they were afraid that this character would come after them. I'm not... I know that... Um, it's supposed to be big in Europe and um, it's like big in like Scandinavian countries. Valhalla. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 the, he's got different names in different places, but they it, basically he looks like a stick figure. But and he comes to them and tells them he must have a lot of frequent flyer miles. Uh, I guess he's like evil Santa. I don't know. Like <laughs> it's, 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 it's really scary to think that like children are capable of killing people but well, that's very the thing impressionable. I th- uh, yeah well, adults are too let's be real but kids they don't they've not really completely developed the cause effect part of their brain yet and then um i mean it's like the lord of the flies like they kids are the worst they have like no empathy like you know what i mean it's just like kids are always bullying each other because they, they 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 don't understand that like they're being like mean you know it's like they they they're just very like in the moment and self-gratification like instantly and so like they have no idea that like whatever they're doing at this moment has like long-term effects yeah but yeah that that, i've i read about that and i've also thought that was like super strange yeah uh yeah let's talk let's Go back to a happier place. Let's talk about why sex that, on your period. Why does that scare you so much? Because it's like, <laughs> I don't know if I could use this as a joke or not, but like one of the reasons why like I'm terrified of adopting a child is because I'm afraid that one morning I'll wake up to my child trying to kill me. <laughs> so like the whole like concept of Especially like... Especially if they have mental trauma from childhood. Yeah. yeah. So this is like the whole thing. This, 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 yeah, kids are supposed to be innocent and pure, but if they're capable of murder, then... It's, it's scary. Don't you think everyone is, though, if pushed to the if, if face with the right circumstances? They can't hear nods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> haven't you, seen, period, the, it's crazy, haven't you right? seen the Hunger Games? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the Purge. Uh, yeah, do you know that... Uh, so... I think it's like the... How many Purge movies are there so far? Like three, right? There's like the first one, Anarchy, uh, Anarchy, and then the one that came out. Yes, three. Then it's supposed to be a Purge reality show. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so like... Starting soon. Yeah. Well, (gasps) Trump is already um, using one of the Purge taglines for his 2020 campaign. What? what? Um, I think it's, it's like keep america great or something like that it was like in one of like the purge movies and that's uh, their tagline damn he's already so campaigning for 2020 he already um he already filed official documents that he's going to run for 2020 mm. and he's already collecting campaign funds for 2020 oh he's doing a shakedown that's smart he's uh. shaking down businesses now he's like i've only been here for a month Show me some love for the next four years, and I'll look out for you. Yeah. 
but like apparently like there's already like motions in place to like impeach him so like i feel like any of that money is going to be for legal fees <laughs> Probably. I mean, that's what his charities are for. But, uh, but, uh, so, uh, it's strange. Did you guys read that whole tweet where he was like blasting like Nordstrom's because they oh, dropped yeah. his daughter's line? It's crazy that like. And, so they boycott Nord- Nordstrom's now, right? I heard there's well, a boycott of Nord- Nordstrom's. There was a boycott of Nordstrom's because they, they had, were they had her line. Yeah. And now that they have discontinued her line, people are starting to shop there. But mm-hmm. then he blasts them on social like on on Twitter saying like, "Oh, Nordstrom's is treating me so unfairly." But meanwhile, he's tweeting about Nordstrom's before he gave condolences to the Navy SEAL that died in his Yemen operation. Yeah. It's like, where are your priorities? Like, your, your your daughter's shoe line or, you know, the <laughs> loss of life because you sent them on a botched mission. Yeah, and it's you- also crazy... Ooh, no, right. go ahead. It's also crazy how people responded because, like, when he talks about uh, the Nordstrom, people are like, oh, yeah, he's just being Trump. When Kellyanne talked about, like... Ivanka's line that people were like, "Oh, she's crazy. She's not doing her job." I'm like, "Then why didn't why didn't we respond this way when Trump did it?" So the difference there is is that she told people to go buy Ivanka's product. Uh, she basically kind of made it into a commercial, which is a, a, against ethics. Oh, okay, now I get it. All he's and not that what he did was ethical, because I'm sure that there's some sort of like. Um, non-ethical side and conflict of interest uh but kellyanne was like trying to force people to go buy the product um this is big talking brewskis i'm marissa who do i have on the line what's up marissa it's rodney daniels rodney daniels hey rodney what do you wanna... what's up what's up i'm at the airport like uh getting ready to go through the checkpoint right now and i just had to call and back up jason if I needed to kill somebody, I would definitely murder that motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, Rodney, are you? What's up? Where are you? I'm at the airport, like looking like I'm about to go to like security checkpoint. Are you like in New York still, or did you get to where you're going? I'm at, I'm at JFK. Oh, okay. So, how was your week, Rodney? I miss you. I miss you too. My week was good. I just uh, worked, and you know, now I'm about to go on my little D-Day vacation getaway. Oh, nice. Holla. Or yeah, I'm not saying where you're going. Don't say where you're going. You're giving well, up too much info. So now, um, <laughs> did you? Uh, at least your flight didn't get canceled with all the snow. I know. I was so worried about that. It actually got delayed by like an hour. But like, they text me like, "Oh, your flight's delayed." I'm like, "Why is the airline texting me?" Oh. <laughs> uh, well, you know, like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, but at least you still can do it, though. Exactly. No, Catch. I'm here. It's going to be sunny. I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's yeah. what's the temperature? About. What's the temperature going to be? It's, it's going to be 85 degrees. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh. Bring all yeah, the no. sunshine with you. I was listening to you guys earlier, though, and you were talking about butter and cheese. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes. Bread, and that's. That's a grilled cheese sandwich with bread. Hello? Like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, my God. It is. Look at you putting shit in perspective. Yeah. This is why we need Hello. you in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> now all oh, grilled cheese. So We're just hungry because I'm like, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely want to eat now. Yeah. Uh, oh, 
know where y'all going after the show. <laughs> get them wings. Get that get chicken. Uh, so, so what did you do with your snow day? Huh? What did you do with your snow day? My snow. Oh, I was at work all day. Oh my what? god! They didn't close. No, they didn't close because I work for Deuce Bag. Oh. 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 Was it busy? Not at all. We didn't get a table until like two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh my god. <laughs> That's crazy. I was like, what the hell is this? I was just chilling watching TV. Were you guys playing though, Jenga? And let me tell you about forks and knives in restaurants, okay? Oh, yes. okay. You can bring all, because I work at a restaurant, if you can bring your own shit, bring your own shit. Like, <laughs> because the shit that goes on, that shit falls on the floor. It's oh. like, all, like, all in, like, the dish pit. Like, the dish pit is disgusting. It's like everybody's pieces that were, like, in their mouths are, like, all, like, with your, you know, fork. <laughs> and, like, should you bring your own plate? Because I think you should bring your own plate, too. But you, there's a fine line between trying to be like you know like that and just being ghetto. Because every time <laughs> I get somebody like every time I get black people, they're always asking for like hot water, and they're like they get like you know they're like silver and hot water like all the time. Every black table I get. A- Asian people do that too. My mama does it all the time. No, yeah, black people are like, very like, up there when it comes to cleanliness. Oh yeah. You know, I I think that like we're completely dismissed about the amount of OCD that's involved with our culture. Oh, it's a lot. Yeah. When, when it comes yeah. to cleanliness, oh my. God. Oh yeah, it's like because the whole thing. Because I feel like a lot of people don't understand like how like religious black people are, and the whole phrase is cleanliness is to is close to godliness, right? Yeah. So like you know, if you're gonna be a godly person, your ass needs to be clean. <laughs> like it's like that's just how it goes. I've seen people get cussed out at holidays for not washing their hands. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, wash your hands first. Don't touch the chicken. Ew. It's, oh, and don't anybody double dip. Oh, oh yeah, no. no. There's no double dipping. That's like it's ungodly. Yeah, you can't be double dipping in anything. If any, you pour <laughs> your shit. Dip. Yeah, the, the double dip is the devil's dip. <laughs> yeah, your grandmama will slap you for double dipping. Oh, oh Hell yeah. yeah, no, and everybody's watching. Every, it's just like, are they gonna double dip? They're watching you, just waiting for you to screw up. Um. So, yeah, no, Ronnie, thank you so much for calling, and I hope you thank have you, all the fun. Yeah, clap for Ronnie. Thank you. You guys, you guys come out. <laughs> bring all the sunshine back with you. Ah, and damn, 85 degrees. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, do you have Chris, time you before you... Ronnie, do you have time before uh, you go through security? Uh, yeah, what's up? So, now, what happened to you on the subway after last week's show? Wait, no, I'm going to have to talk about that one in person. You oh, get, like, oh, okay. Of, like, the whole perspective. Okay. Oh. <laughs> all right, so Rodney's got a big story to tell us. Dun, 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 next week. Next yeah, this is a cliffhanger for next week, you guys. Cliffhanger. And it's good and it's right. juicy. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. All right, love you. See you next week. Have Later. all the fun. Be safe. Bye, Rodney. Okay. Bye. Damn, 85 degrees. I'm mad now. We're I'm, all I'm like super jelly. I'm fucking walking around in Ugg boots. Man, <laughs> yeah. Ugg boots. No. Mug boots. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like and super jelly. Oh, fuck. Uh, so. That just run the conversation. 85 degrees. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I shit. Know. I remember those days. 
But you know something? I think I wouldn't even like 85 degrees. It's too hot. <laughs> what is the bright temperature for Marissa? For me, 80? 70, 75. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's a good temperature. 85 is nice, though. Imagine yeah, it's 80, nice. the night, 85 degrees. Sweating. I that, like it dry. That Florida, though. well, it's very humid because it's Florida. Yeah, it's going to be humid. Yeah. I like a nice 70, 75. I like to be able to wear a light sweater. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like then when you go into places, it's like the AC is on. And then if you're wearing, if it's like, I'm going to, for me, I'm going to wear a light sweater in 80, 85 degrees. Because mm-hmm. I know if I go into the subway, if I go into a restaurant, it's going to be cold. Yeah. But then everybody's like, why are you wearing a sweater? I'm like, because as soon as I go inside, I'm freezing my ass off. But like 70, 75, nobody asks you any questions. True. Yeah. Very true. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, why are you wearing a sweater? Oh, yeah. It's only 70, 75. <laughs> I need a vacation. Like a real one, though, like at a resort somewhere in St. Thomas or Cabo. I feel like I'm I'm not good at vacation. Thailand. <laughs> I don't know, he wants that at Thailand. <laughs> he wants that. A rub and chug chug for $2. <laughs> $2. $2. Two but um, I'm not good at vacationing. No. No, I'm like, I'm horrible at vacationing. Why? All you have to do is get an inner tube, float around the pool or the hamburgers and daiquiris all day and chill. That's a vacation. I mean, that is a vacation. But, like, I feel like I need to be doing stuff. And so, like. Like going to see a museum or architecture of the city. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I'm he the worst at the beach. Like the beach what? is Not like the beach, my fucking the hotel nightmare. Pool. Fuck up the beach. Sand, the water, the sun. Oh, like so. The it, sun part I don't get. Like when people just sit there and like bake sit in the sun for an hour like, and it's sweating your ass you off. Yeah, it's like I need a big ass umbrella. I need a chair. I hate sand. Sand gets into everything. It's just like so messy and dirty. And mm-hmm. then like months later, you're just pulling your shoes out. And you're like, oh, shit, still has sand in it. It's just like, I hate that. Um, and, and then like, okay, I can watch the water happening for a little bit. But like, it's not. It's just the sound. The sound the, of waves yeah. at night. Which is nice, but I don't need to be sitting there watching it. Like you hear, ooh, and it's like a cruise ship going by. I like a hotel that's on the beach, and I don't mind. Like I, the, one of my favorite things is like if I'm on vacation, mm-hmm. I'll have my morning coffee on like the balcony, and I'm drinking my coffee, and I hear the water, and and, and that's cool. Yeah, I don't need to be on the beach to hear it. You know what I mean? It's like, this is just some, oh, I'm starting my day. And now we're doing shit. Like, I don't need to be sitting there on the beach like, okay, that wave just hit the shore. Great. And then people are like, oh, read a book. And I'm like, how am I supposed to see with all this fucking glare? Like, I just, <laughs> I can't stand it. And then I go in the water and I don't, I think I'm like just a dirty water magnet. Because like every time I get in the ocean, there's either a turd or a condom floating near me. And I'm just like, where do you go? What beaches do you go to? Coney Island? Is it condoms? Like. Go down to St. Thomas. The water's so clear you can see to the bottom. But then I see, that's my other problem. Then you see the fish. You see a but they're very little. But you don't see like a turd mm. or a condom Mm. or a hypoderm. Yeah, what beach do you go to? I mean, I've seen that out, like, on, like, Jones. I've seen it oh, out in, like... Well, like they had, like, 20 like, hookers buried out there, right? Oh, yeah. Montauk. 
you know, never like been water there. I've been to the beach there, never in the water though. Yeah, like Montauk, like all of it. Like I've seen all of that stuff, and I'm like horrible, horrible vacationer. But my when it's super clear water, then I see the fish, and that's when my OCD kicks in. And but there's just, just like, nice little fish swimming around. <laughs> Where are they going? You don't <laughs> trust them. <laughs> what did you want with me, fish? It's like, where are these fish going? Are y'all piranhas and you see a little salamander running around? But, um, yeah. But uh, it, the, the fish are just like, it's 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 too much. Because, you know, the, the ladies have orifices. I don't want these fishes in the <laughs> Like, now, like there. imagining like fishes coming out of your hoo-hahs, popping you out, know what I'm saying? Out. It's just like, oh, I don't want like caviar in there. <laughs> it's running it's caviar, like, darling. It's like, uh, oh, this is ambrosia of the gods already, honey. more flavoring. That is something to think about. As, uh, no, I don't want all these fishes. Up <laughs> all in the there. fishes in your hoo-ha. I don't want fishes in my hoo-ha. <laughs> I do not want fishes in my hoo-ha. Um, so. We're going to have to uh, take a quick break before we start the next segment. But uh, before we go, Chewy, where can everyone see you next? Sure. Uh, well, next, I'm uh, I'm part of San, uh, San Francisco. Uh, no, uh, Sam New York's uh, Comedy Festival this month. So you can catch me there. Just nice. go to the website to look up their festival information. And where where's the show that you're going to be on? Sam New York. Yep. Yeah, where is it? Oh, uh, the 21st at Stand Up New York. Oh, uh, on, uh, I, I, I don't know the address. But yeah, it's, okay. check out the website. And okay. uh, yeah, uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, Chewy Comedy, uh, Instagram as Chewy May, Snapchat as Chewy May, and uh, Facebook as Chewy May. Cool. Jason. Laugh at first sight. Sight is spelled S I T E. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, and we will be right back, you guys. Please stay tuned. Woot woot. Yeah. So, yeah, no, if you. Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Want a cooler combo in here? Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Big talking brewski. Marissa Smith is who you see. Want a cooler combo in here? Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming. Coming in live, crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah.
Yeah, big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack the cold while we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. What a cooler combo in here. Crack a cold one, we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up your chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got it in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Hey guys. Welcome back to Big Talking Biscuits. Yeah. I'm Marissa Smith. We have Jason Cross. I'm still with here. Us. Yeah, I'm here. And we are joined with Indigo Moon, also How's it going? Known as lyricist for the people. Phrases for the people. The phrase that pays, baby. Exactly. So, Indigo, how was your week? My week has been good. I just. Uh, I just moved to a new apartment. Um, nice. I have, uh, you know, what's going down right now with politics has been uh, really inspiring me to get out in the streets more. Yeah. And so um, I've been thinking about that and ways we can make change in the world. So that's something that's been going on. <laughs> so Projects now, I'm working on. and. Uh, I know you're a lyricist, and I I know that uh, you work on flowetry. Mm-hmm. What is exactly flowetry? Got it. Um, so, Erica Badu, for example, um, she she's a vocalist, and she uses uh, words and creates flow. So, I would I would say someone like Erica Badu okay. would be doing flowetry. So it's. I'm a spoken word artist, vocalist, and lyricist, and um, so it's like creating a rhythm with words. Can you give us an example of some flowetry? Sure. Um, I'll share something that I wrote. So it goes, I've been pushed to my limits. Flipping through altered shifts of consciousness, I can see clearly now the rain has come. Limitless, let your dreams be like the seeds of the lotus flower. Seeds and petals growing between your mind at the same time. Like the speed of light with the binaural flow of your translucent third eye. Transcribing your gilded future lifelines. With mint flavored ivy vines. Wrap your tongue around them and vibe. That could also be considered rapping. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that's a rap awesome. flow, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, like, I, I guess I, I alter from singing. So I'll be like, hey, It's like the new form of um, scatting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like scatting a little uh-huh. bit, but it's more coherent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So, um, how long have you been doing it? Well, I've been writing poetry since I was maybe like nine years old. Oh, cool. Um, and then I grew up playing the piano and dancing and singing all over the house. <laughs> but then yeah. when I was a teenager, I would electronic music was like electronic music and underground hip hop was like my favorite thing in the world. I would be right. up all night listening to beats, and I said to myself. I'm going to be a vocalist uh, working with DJs or become a DJ. Right, right. It grabs your soul, that music. Who's some of your uh, favorite old school hip-hop people, artists? Mm. Well, kind of cliche, but I love Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> Low End Theory or, um, fuck, what's the other one? I always forget. What's this first Tribe album? It was Low End Theory. They both were like five stars in the source. Mm-hmm. But I've been debating with people for like 20 years which one was best. <laughs> Is it the one with uh, electric relaxation on it? I love Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauders, yeah. that mm-hmm. one. 
So, and Saul Williams was a huge influence of mine because I grew up doing acting. So, acting and dancing and singing and writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. Are you from NY? Yeah, but I'm from Nyack, New York, which is about a half hour north Nyack, of here. Yeah. 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 No, it was a college town. I think I did a few shows up there. There's oh, some okay. college nearby. <laughs> Nyack, yeah, right? Nyack College. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm a Westchester girl myself. You're West. I know ah. y'all got that. I love your glasses by the, the way. W. Oh, thank you. Fashionable. Doesn't she thank get the you. best frames all the time? It's fashionably funny. I'm I'm <laughs> getting you. I'm getting you frames. Wait, is that where that guys? comes from? Uh, not the glasses, but like, yeah, just my vibe. No, I mean, fashionably <laughs> funny. Does it come from the glasses? No, it doesn't come from the glasses. Oh, okay. it, it comes from my soul. Um, <laughs> so I'm, like, oh, I'm putting it together now. Yes, she and I were you just talking about synergy. She likes to have synergy in her life. Yeah, I, I like to have synergy. So, like, you know, I I work in fashion also, and so you know, and I, I do comedy. So I like to it. All comes together, synchronicity. You know, the funny thing is, is that the it really came from a conversation I had with Mindy Tucker. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, Mindy, the photographer. Yeah. Course. So, like, Absolutely. Mindy Tucker is a photographer, and she's been kind of. <clears throat> um, She's been documenting New York City comedy for like over a decade. Mm. And so uh, we were having a conversation and she was kind of talking about how she feels like anytime she's on television in an outfit, like the outfit's burned. And I was just like, of course, like you can't go and wear the same outfit again. <laughs> like if it's been on TV, like, you know, like you, you, you got to get a new outfit. Right. And so then she's like, you're the only one that understands it. I'm like, well, I'm sure that the female comics understand it. She's like, no. She's like, you're the only female comic that's like fashionable and funny. Ah. And I was just like. Fashionably funny. Fashionably Perfect. <laughs> like, that's how I it happens. love yeah. your name. It's, I love your name and the way that you promote it with your images. It's like, so, you know, so I was just like, thank you, Mindy. And my headshot is a Mindy Tucker, so thank you, Mindy, for everything that you do and what you do for comedy. Um, so, now, how, uh, Indigo, do you feel like art and activism go hand in hand? Right, that's a really good question. Um, something I've I've had to ponder a lot being an art of being an artist. Um, an artivist. Exactly. <laughs> Artivism is art and activism combined. Yeah. So I was just talking about this with a friend of mine. Like, so people go to a concert to be either to like to bop their head, to listen to the beat, to feel good. But then I, I wonder, you know, how much of a difference like, you know, uh, direct action is as opposed to art. Because sometimes people listen to a song and they'll just... They'll just bob their head and feel good, but they're not really listening to the words. Right. Right. So it's like our intent, the intention. What is our intention as we're writing uh, lyrics? Um, I definitely think that it it has a lot of impact um, how you use art. So, for example, one thing I'm really a fan of is street art because mm-hmm. it's for everybody. And that's why this season I really want to get more into street art. Um, Actual graffiti or oh graffiti graffiti as well, but also okay. performances or, or like okay. demonstrations, um, really creative ways uh, uh, to get really creative ways on the street. So it's for all people in their faces. It's not like you have to pay a ticket to go to this bar right. or venue. Um, it's not elitist. It's for the people by the people, right? Um, and then. Did you just say FUBU? <laughs> I did. For us, by us. Don't sue me. 
Um, and then another inspiration of mine, um, actually a friend of mine, Baba Israel, his father, his name is Steve Ben Israel. And um, I feel like I know his name. From the Living Theater. Yes, 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 yes. The Living Theater was uh, a theater. It's still going, but it's not the way it was mm. back in the day where they would create like political performances out in the street and travel all over the world. And, oh my God, and there was just no limits. They just like did whatever they wanted for yeah. the sake of creating positive social change. <clears throat> so those are like examples of, I think, stuff that's really powerful. Um, and then, of course, there's artists. Like for me, I was really inspired, like I said before, by Saul Williams. Um, and it, or, Like in the movie Slam, right? So in Slam, he's, um, he's in prison and he takes out this, he whips out this spoken word piece and it stops a fight. And so it's, oh, that is so inspiring to me. And yeah. that's how I want to use my work. I do stuff that's just for fun and for funny, for like funny and just for fun as well. Right. But like, wow, you know, like when you can take words and really create a difference. Oh, my God. Even the stuff you do, do for fun, mm-hmm. though, is impactful in some way. Yes. Right. As an artist, it's uh-huh. our job to say something. Right. We might not even know the full impact of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we do say something. Yeah. No matter what it is. Well, that's what I love about comedy. Like, yeah. so you two are more comedi- comedians. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I am such a fan of comedians. I think it is such a powerful way of communicating because you can communicate things that you wouldn't normally be able to say. Right. When you add humor to it, it lightens it. It lightens the frequency. And then people are able to absorb it. Yeah, Check it's the amazing. history of it. Check the history of it. You know how many kings got beheaded because of the court gesture? saying something and people were like hey wait a minute this motherfucker is robbing us yeah the king thought it was funny well that's it one of my favorite the history uh, of it is crazy yeah Yeah. one of my favorite quotes is an oscar wilde quote and it's if you want to tell a man the the truth make him laugh otherwise he'll kill you yeah so it's it's kind of like uh and 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 this is like i guess like kind of like one of my soapbox things is that kind of I feel like there's so many comics that just waste their words on dick jokes. You, you know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like we've got one of the last bastions of free speech and like one of those avenues where you can tell someone a joke. You can, as you say, change the frequency and kind of tune somebody into something that they weren't seeing in that way. And for mm-hmm. that brief moment of time, you're able to get them into your head, into your like mind palace of how you see things mm-hmm. and possibly change their view of something. And when you have the gift and the ability to do that, to just kind of waste it on a dick joke, a fart joke, it's just like it, in normal times, yes, you'd be frivolous with it. But like when we're like, you know, in such dire straits as mm-hmm. we are, I kind of feel like in it for I, I guess like being uh, this would be a misogynistic tone, but like you know, man the fuck up and like go to work. Yeah, y- you know right. what I mean. The thing is, though, it's a difference between an artist and someone that just wants a little bit of notoriety. Right, you get what that's I'm a really saying? good point. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, like there are a lot of guys in comedy doing it just to meet women. I mean, or I just do it to meet guys, but get, no, or just like to get fame. So these, these guys just trying to get some pussy, so they yeah. tell a joke. They I'm a trying joke. to bust it up too, but I'm saying I could say and something small while I'm doing it. And rock stars <laughs> and yeah, or just to get some fame. Want, yeah, a lot of them yeah. don't want to really, really do comedy. You know, 
Well, it depends on what they're doing comedy for. I'd yeah, exactly. Probably sixty percent pussy. I don't know. I've the never guys, tried to yeah. get pussy. I'm saying the guys. <laughs> and right. same with you know MCs and rock stars and all kinds of yeah mediums. Um, but some just do it. Just you know, they just speak on whatever rolls off their tongue without a reason, right? Like, yeah, some say some just do dick jokes because they think it's funny. Quick laugh, quick fix. It's unori- unoriginal, so but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like the least resistance. Yeah, it's like, all right, this will make them laugh. Yeah. This is what they want. <laughs> so, uh, Indigo, how do you feel that uh, fear equals oppression? Okay, so this was a, a theme that I was touching on with you earlier so oppression is obviously a loaded subject and I think from talking to friends of mine that have felt oppressed and um, or times I felt oppressed as a female let's say and just kind of looking into that more uh, I was thinking about why oppression occurs right and it's definitely a subjective thing but when people are afraid of a group of people that look a certain way or talk a certain way. Um, I, I, I think fear is a big component about that because people lack understanding and they get angry and then they do all sorts of things. Uh, same like with the shootings, for example, you know, they jump into fear too quickly um, based on assumptions that are ignorant, actually. Um, I can elaborate on that more, uh, but so now, uh, the the people. Uh, so I'm going to say the oppressors, right? Uh, the oppressors are fearful of the people that they are trying to oppress. Uh, for for what reason, really? Because at at that mm-hmm. point, they are exhibiting dominance over mm-hmm. the uh, the class. The oppressing class is exhibiting dominance over the oppressed class, and. Why are they fearful if they've already um, are kind of applying dominance to them? Right. Well, I think a lot of it is fear of losing power. What do you guys think about that? I think it's fear that probably is brought on by insecurity. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think insecurity causes a lot of it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and just in conversations with people, you know, you tell them something like, well, yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, like the one uppership, you're like, oh, fuck, I see how this shit happens. As you get people that are really insecure and they want to be on top, so they have to put somebody down to be on top. I mean, By, I- at, at all costs, they'll do it. So they'll find one thing that other people go along with and say, yeah, yeah. I mean, I press them. I, I definitely feel like uh, the insecurity has a factor to it. Um, but I, I, I kind of feel like... I, I feel like that's kind of like a... It's 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 so multifaceted because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you go and you have, uh, you know, let's say like white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And so... What is this really about? I mean, so you you have the uh, like white supremacy of olden days where you have like slavery and that's just basically about um economic status. And this is about But how did the economic status take place? 
Well, it's was easy it before fear that, though, or, you know. You know? E- when they saw how great Egypt and Timbuktu and other places were doing and destroyed it, same thing that happened in Black Wall Street. Right. Insecurity. So it's it's kind of like, you know, a you're going back to that we need to be better than this. These people created that. Yeah. How do mm-hmm. I make them make this for me and then I don't want to pay them? Exactly. So, um and so now I I feel like this <clears throat> nouveau supremacy, this this what people want to call alt right neo Nazis, um, which I think is, you know, and, and trust me, I don't read uh, the the Brett Bart because it I would rather wipe my ass with it, but it's <laughs> uh, we keep it real here, folks. So. Uh, now, when I'm reading this, what I'm reading is that they believe, uh, you know, these um, Richard Spencers and your Bannons, that America was created for the white male. And uh, for us, by us, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and so then you have like a, a Spencer that feels like white people don't need anyone of any other race contributing to their society because if they steal so many so things, things. Uh, yeah exactly yeah. right mm-hmm. which you know it goes to like cultural appropriation and it goes into um well, you know that's why we will never <clears throat> ever see anything that's truly great you know what i mean what i mean saying because the insecurity kicks in. You look at, say, what's it called? A Muhammad Ali, right? Peak of his career. What do they do? Say, hey, you have to go to the army. So he couldn't fight for three years. Probably would have been the best three years of his life. But they took that away from him. Or you get another guy as maybe good musician, a Jimi Hendrix. What do they do? They kill him. Take his image. Because the thing is, right, I met this guy in L.A. He was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm starting this new. No, this was uh, Bob Marley. Bob Marley, uh, Vodka You met Bob Marley? No. <laughs> this guy. And he was like, yeah, we have this Bob Marley Vodka. And da, da. I'm like, how do you guys use his image and his name? He's like, oh, well, we took really good care of his family. And, you know, he gave his name. But we took care of him. And I'm like, he probably gave him like $10,000. And he's probably making $20 million off Bob Marley's name. Right. But you see these guys that really, I hate to say this, but would be nobody really in life. If they didn't hop on the back of somebody who could be a somebody. Right. Does it make sense? Yes and no. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, your agents and managers like, of the world. Like, mm-hmm. you talk to a certain agent, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm with this agency. And right, right. I'm like, you should be happy to have the client. This is the person with the talent. You fucking make phone calls for him. You know? Yeah. Why should he be happy to be with you? It should be the other way around. Right. But they flipped it all to where you feel like, oh, where you are expected to feel happy because you get to do business with these people. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like you're talking about the music industry. Yeah. yeah it's, music it's, it's is weird. modeling yeah. is everything. It's acting. acting it's mm-hmm. comedy. comedy. It's, it's everything. It's, the clubs it's, do the same thing. Yeah. Right. It's like yeah. You should be happy to perform here for free. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the, the producers of the product that have lost control of their product. And so it's, you know, it's it's the the actor, it's the singer, it's the model. It's like, 
you know, where you are the product, but now all of a sudden the industry that is reliant upon you as a producer of a product has now flipped the script on you to make you feel like you are reliant upon them, although they would be nowhere without you. They would be nowhere. The talent would always survive. But that's the the thing, right? Is because I feel like, and, and this probably has to go with some sort of like unionization or it has to go with artists having a self-respect and dignity about the product that they're producing and understanding and knowing their self-worth. So if you are a singer or an actor or a model and you know that your campaign is generating X amount of dollars for this company, once you have a quantifiable number to say, hey, you know something? My face just gave you 40% of your annual sales. That's when you should be able to step out of that like, oh, I'm I'm the ingenue. I'm the new kid on the block and I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. And this is when mm-hmm. you should be able to start saying, I'm making real money for you. And I'm actually can quantify my contribution to you. Now that this the flip like now I'm flipping the script. But artists don't do they that. Don't do that. Well, that's the thing. That's why I said we'll never see anything great, because the artists that would do that, they keep in the back. They find some way to keep them down, and they bring up a controllable artist that won't ask those kind of questions. That'll work for the slave labor. I think it's a loaded wages. subject. I don't think it's as easy as we're making it out to be, though. I mean, you could sign a contract, and then. All of a sudden, you didn't realize after signing this contract that what that actually means is that you have to wear this in this video. I'll think about all these like pop stars, right? Yeah, I so, know. yeah, so they have to wear this thing in this in this video, and they have to do this. And and when you're signing those that contract, you're not you're not always given all that information, you know, and it becomes clear. Well, I mean, the biggest know, yeah, uh, indicator of that is like how the um, the change of like let's say a Christina Aguilera. Like genie in a bottle compared to her later things where, you know, like, you know, she just basically she looked like she just dusted herself off of the pole and somebody told her to go sing a tune Mm -hmm. to compare it to like, you know, like, oh, she's actually talented. Like, you know, you you wouldn't even have known. But the deals they have them sign now are fucked up. The 360 deals, they take their tour money. Any advertising they get. What's a 360? The record company gets paid from everything the artist does. So if they get endorsements, they get paid. They go tour, they get paid. The records, they get paid. Back in the day, they only got paid from the records. Okay. Now it's 360. Everything. Well, it's like what Lady Gaga was talking about, that, you know, she didn't want to um, be a puppet. She didn't want to sell these perfumes and shake people's hands. And she's like, this is not what I stand for. But that's a hard thing to, you know, there's these decisions. It's like as an artist, you need support financially. and But then it becomes this fine line of when are you losing your name? Right. And I feel like, you know, you've got to eat dinner with the man so long until you decide that you're making your own dinner. But I feel like that's where your princes come into play, where just constantly creating creating 
and not giving the best to the label where you're just giving something to the label that's like, okay, I'm biding my time mm-hmm. and I'm keeping the good shit for, for when me. for me and I'm giving them the stuff that will sell for them, but I know this is the good shit. It's in the vault. All my good shit's in the vault. The stuff you can sell that is going to fulfill my contract. Here you go. Have fun with it. But as soon as my contract's over, now I'm bringing out the good shit. And so I think that for me and just dealing with mainly comics, but I feel like a lot of times artists feel like they're an artist and they're not a business person. Right. And I feel like they need to understand that when you're in show business, mm-hmm. the show is only 50% of the title. You know what I mean? You've got exactly. to really get involved in the business side and not only get involved with it, you kind of have to embrace it, even though you feel like, Oh, well, I don't want to be a suit. You know, something, a suit is sitting there chomping at the bit to just devour you yeah so they do (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh my gosh they do you know so i just kind of feel like yes be the artist create keep your goods like make one for yourself make one for them and i completely agree with that 100 percent. but don't forget the fact that at the end of the day there's somebody whose whole function is to manipulate you as much as they can. Right. And your whole function is to we do ma- the bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's it's like allow yourself to be manipulated as much as that you can get the check, but don't allow yourself to be manipulated as much so that you lose yourself. Right. And that's why it's a fine line. Yeah, it's a tango. And that money gets people, though. God damn, it gets people. It, it has to. This yeah. world is driven by money, especially in yeah. the capitalist society. That money gets It's not them. just about being rich. It's about, like, even to pay your rent. The rent, you know, what's going on in the city with rent these days is crazy. Right. That's bizarre. So, but, um, you know, it's it's definitely, it's a fine line, and it's it's frustrating, and... Um, the game is over, though. I don't know anybody that wants to have me sell out. I'm here. I got a pen. Uh, but <laughs> That's like, what I mean. It's <laughs> over. Like the taker stand shit is dead. People are taking that money. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you can. I, I feel like it's still possible to do both. But well, yeah. I think now that everything's, uh, it's so easy to just put out an album yourself. I mean, wow. Yeah. Even ten, you know, ten years ago, it wasn't like that. Oh, yeah, now it's wide open. It's incredible. But then I guess it also has to do with how far does it go? I mean, you've got Mm -hmm. some, you've got a few YouTube sensations, but Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, I'm not a um, a music uh, aficionado. Chance the Rapper is probably the biggest. That's not signed to a label. Right. He's a guy out of Chicago. You know him, right? Or heard of him? I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. I don't really. He's doing hella well. Yeah. Yeah. And he's not signed to anybody. Nope. Refuses. Yeah. Who? Drake is label all around? Oh. 
I think that's what a lot of people are doing. They're just making their own labels, you know. But I think every artist has to know, has to be really, really, really smart about who they are, because it's such an individual process. You know, one's way of doing things could be completely different than another person. So mm-hmm. some might be get on a label and then you create your own label, vice versa. But yeah, definitely the label really helps distribute <laughs> the product. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. yeah! So you know, it's a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's and I feel like there's no right way around it. I think that there's no uh, there's no indiv- like I I feel like every person's path to success is so tailored to that individual person yep. that you can't yeah. go mm-hmm. and say, well, this person took this road, and if I map myself into this roadmap then I'm going to end up where they were right you know because everybody's path is so different so I feel like a lot of people spend too much time researching what others have done thinking that if I do the same thing that the same results will happen when you really need to figure out what works for you as an individual and Mm -hmm. where do your successes come from and just kind of tailor yourself to those successes. Yeah. Like what gets you up in the morning? What inspires you? And then feed that energy into what you do. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, so, uh, I know that, that you said that you recently moved. Um, do you feel like, did you, do you, did you move into a, a neighborhood that was being gentrified? Um, well, I moved into, um, a sublet. I was, uh, actually living out of town for a while just to create some more space to work on music. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just moved to a sublet in Bushwick. Um, the area that I'm in now, it's slowly being gentrified. <laughs> um, you know, when you start seeing rent prices that are the same as like Williamsburg or close to Williamsburg in like far out areas, it's, yeah. that's happening all across the city right now. Right. Um, it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I wonder where all the artists are going. They're just going further and further away from the, the city. Bronx. <laughs> but this could be the East Village and then the this Bronx, part. Yeah. The Bronx. Yeah. Where? The Bronx. They're going to Brownsville? They're going, all the artists are going to the Ville? You're talking about rappers, though. Who else no, a lot of people Ville? are. Comics? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Veal, huh? But uh, right now, I was reading. I was reading an article pretty recently that they're saying that the Bronx is going to turn into the new Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. um, that and they're going to come for that too. Yeah, in about ten years. Yeah, and so a lot of people that are getting priced out of Brooklyn and Queens are moving to the Bronx, and so like, you know, like like Fort Apache will be the new Williamsburg. Yeah, so the Bronx is just so far. I like Brooklyn because it's close to, yeah, it's close to you know downtown and the city. And we get there fairly quickly on the six, depending on what depending part on what part. time yeah. <laughs> what time it takes. Depending yeah. on what part. I mean the four or five express. Depending on what part. Yeah, but um, you know, especially, uh, 
like the Woodlawn area and Riverdale and all of those things. Because, yeah. I mean, I they they kind of border Westchester, and I can always tell by the kind of restaurants that are moving into those areas. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Yeah. What so kind of restaurants? When I start seeing like like French fusion, I know right. shit's oh, changing. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sushi restaurant. <laughs> it's like shit is On the Grand Concourse like, is over. It's like, yeah. Um, Stumptown coffee. Yeah. Uh, but like, what are your, your thoughts on like gentr- gentrification? Yeah. I mean, it's been frustrating because they're kicking these people out of these neighborhoods. Like, what about the people that have been living here in the city forever? And so when um, they bring new people into an area and each room is $800 in rent, when it that's not really the prices that people that have been living there have been paying. And, and then people start paying those prices. It says to them, oh, people will pay this so we can start charging whatever we want. And... Um, and, you know, making the living situations low quality. Like, my cell phone doesn't even work in my apartment now. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I mean, there's the service. You can text. And it's things like that. Um, so, and a lot of times what, what it is, is you see, I write rhymes about renovations, how they're renovating the streets, renovating our minds, or how the renovations are making us too sterilized. Like, they're not... It's not actual. The renovations don't actually represent a good thing, necessarily. There's because no grit to it anymore. It's not real. They're using cheap, like drywall and all these cheap um, appliances to make. Like I was living in a loft that had been around forever, and it was an amazing event space. And then they, uh, it got gutted. They kicked everybody out and built like cubicle apartments, like you know, drywall and increased the rent. Um, so it's just cutting down on the quality and they're getting away with it. And so I'm really into solution, not problem. But in order to create solutions, we have to identify the problem. So it's like, what are we doing about that? You know, what can we do about that? Problem is greed. Well, right. But so what do we do about that? And, and do we, you know, do we take those apartments with those prices? A lot of people don't feel like they have a choice. So how do we, you know, take a stand for our own um, lives. It's, funny too. it's like neighborhoods get gentrified because of the way they are. You know, like people want to move to East Village because it's artsy and the graffiti and all that shit. But then they come and then all the stuff they move there for Leaves. ends up leaving. And then they go because somewhere they're else. They're there. Right. They fuck up the place. Well, that this kind of speaks to the. Um, the erosion of the culture of the places that you were kind of uh, had mentioned before is that, um, you know, each each part of the city has its own heartbeat. It's got its own yeah. taste, its own flavor, its own. Um, je ne sais quoi. But uh, once you start moving all of these people from like Iowa and Wisconsin and. Michigan into these spaces that and the people that gave it its flavor and it's adobo like you know it's they leave and then it's back to whatever 
Cracker Barrel restaurant or Friday's or Applebee's that you came from, they just move it into he, this he place. Williamburg into Des Moines. It, yeah, it's <laughs> just like to Dubuque. It, it, it's crazy. It's just like, oh, Williamsburg just turned into a Waffle House. Have a good day. Like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, certain <laughs> artists, certain artist areas of New York should fucking vet people before they let them in. Because it really has killed art in the city. I remember how Washington Square right. Park was when I first moved here. It was amazing. Like, street performers and everything. Now it's like strollers and babies. Yeah. And, I, and college kids playing acoustic guitars. The shit stinks. I know you're trying to say, but we also have to not, like, you know, strollers and babies don't necessarily mean a bad thing. Like, people get kids, I but I know what you're saying. that used to play chess. <laughs> that would smoke crack and play you on a $20 right. game of chess. Is New over. York City. Yeah. That's why people came here, not to see some Strollers and stroller. babies are for That's the Central burbs. Park. That's Central Park shit. Or uh, Bryant Park. No, it's, I know. I completely agree. Washington Square yeah. Park was for the junkies. It should have stayed for the junkies. And they're trying to make everything the same. And, you know, I mean, they have, they have like, a site that you can, or it's a site, a phone number you can go and, like, report, you know, like... Boringness. unfairness about <laughs> about what's going on with you know, real estate is it 311 you call it be like i'm fucking bored my neighborhood sucks <laughs> now yeah. everybody left i saw arugula everywhere fuck is but, I mean, I <laughs> where's the mango what's seattle best yeah, get yeah, this yeah. shit out of my neighborhood <laughs> yeah you know you go uptown they cut up the bodegas. fruit for you and everything yeah it fucking stinks new york stinks now it used to but be I mean, a what do you think place. is the solution to this Vet people, don't let them come. We need more junkies, more hookers, more dope fiend comics. What if everybody were to just, as many people as possible, just get in the street and just block the traffic every day until stuff turned around? I think you just have more police shootings. Nah, that's but I yeah. course, that's but just annoying. <laughs> I think that basically, I think that every building needs to have um, a designated amount of a lower to middle income housing. So like, Mm -hmm. let's just say that you have a high rise building, maybe 30% of that housing needs to go. It's, it's not for every building though. Like I think that some of the newer buildings have to have it because they wanted to get a tax break. But like, let's say that you have like an, old building that they've kind of kicked out all the rent stabilized people and they're just getting new people in I think that you need to have either something where you have to keep native New Yorkers there maybe they get a tax break for the percentage of native New Yorkers that are currently in that place or a tax break for the like like lower middle to lower income people that are there that's not necessarily going to be. Um, Are we at that point? We're probably past that point, though. No, because Williamburg is gone. No, I mean, but the West Village gone. Oh, you know, it's funny because like uh, I, I was out with one of my friends and we were in Williamsburg. And we went to this bar and we met a cute fella, and so he took us back to his place. And both of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just anyhow. So he took him we, back to his place doesn't mean nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> so now we go back to his apartment and you know, and I'm from Westchester. Okay. Granted. I'm like, we have trees, but anyhow, we get back to his place and like this, this 
big gate opens. There's a moat, a moat that lines the walkway into his building. I'm in fucking Brooklyn and there's a fucking <laughs> moat. And I'm just like, where the fuck are we going? And like this, it doesn't look this apartment building doesn't look like anything. It's just this like, mm. was this Williamsburg? Yeah, it was in Williamsburg. It was like, um, I don't know. It was near the lucky dog or something like that. We walked there and I'm, I'm not a big walker. So I know it was close because I walked it. <laughs> So, like, if I agree to walk to something, I know that it's not that far. So, like, we go to this place, and it's like a one-bedroom apartment. It's got granite countertops and a decent, like, stainless steel fridge. But to be honest with you, like, it wasn't... My apartment in college was bigger than this. So, I'm just like, "Mm, it's it's okay. This guy was paying, like, four grand a month for this little shitty apartment in this... Building that had a moat. Okay, your building has a moat, but like... You wanted the moat. Like, literally, like, I don't even know that this apartment was bigger than this studio. And I'm like, you're paying four grand a month for this? Like, really? It was, And he's like, oh, he's like a VP of this or whatever. And I'm just like, hmm. Like, also, like, don't appreciate your money. Like, why would you spend this? That is this? probably. Probably. Um... I feel like we've like so many topics in so little time. Um, and I will move to um, victim blaming. So do you, I mean, and, and, and this is like obvious, but like, how do you think that we as a society can change the culture of, of victim blaming rape victims? Yeah. <sighs> So um, I brought this up because of Kelly Conway. Um, Well, her statement was about, okay, so her statement, if you're not aware of it, was like, if men and women had equal strength, rape wouldn't occur. She was talking about physical strength, not emotional strength. But there are spiritual circles that put too much of the emphasis on blaming the victim for something very horrific happening, saying that, you know you attract to that, like whatever karmic, your karma and whatever you're creating in your subconscious. And I, and I'm bringing that up because even in my community, sometimes that gets brought up and it's a very dangerous thing to say. What is your community? Well, I just mean in some spiritual circles. And so I'm a spiritual person, but it's such a broad word that, um, it's like what they secreted themselves to rape. I'm saying, I'm saying, no, I'm just saying, (laughs) no, I'm saying in, in some, there's some dogma about, you know, that everything that you, everything that happens in your life is because you created that some subconsciously in your reality. So that's something that, that's a statement that occurs in some communities where it can be taken in ways that can be very dangerous to somebody. Right. So like, I tend to believe that, yes, we create, um, I tend to believe it. So our, our positive thinking is wonderful and that we create our path based on that and our confidence, but also just being in reality in general, it's, it's like, for example, like a country gets bombed, you know, and like same thing with all the police brutality. It's like, 
would you say to that person, oh, they created that because of their subconscious? I mean, it's a very dangerous thing. And so there are situations very where, dangerous. yeah, and so there are, and I brought up this topic because it's a very, very difficult one. <laughs> I mean, um, and I think the more we have these types of discussions with people that don't agree on the same things, that's kind of how we can create, we can, as they say, raise the vibration, like create community and, and really discuss what what we're actually saying here. But, um, I mean, there's, there's victims that get raped just like randomly and then they'll, they like won't believe that person or they'll hush that person and what's going on now with politics, it's ridiculous um, and sad, you know, I haven't been a victim of that myself, but uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, I think the focus should be more on raising children that are not perpetrators of the crime of course Mm -hmm. um, instead of focusing so much on why the victim was victimized and I don't know and I hope that before I die that I see that society that that it's more about raising better people Mm -hmm. than about what were you wearing what did you drink what drug did you take and it's more of it doesn't matter what they were wearing. It doesn't matter what they drunk. It what doesn't matter what they took. You don't do this to people. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if we will see that because we live in a global society in which to the victor goes the spoils. And um, that you are a spoil and, and, uh, because, you know, the... the the, the mighty eat and the meek get eaten, you know. But I don't, um, I don't know that there that there will be a change in it just for the mere fact that historically that it's been uh, something that 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 every culture has has uh, lived through. And I also feel like it's more of a male issue. And I think that within um, men themselves need to work this out where they start shaming each other for this behavior and also accepting that it happens to them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like there's a greater number of men that are Especially victims in prison. that yeah. of, of, of sexual assault than, than they would actually uh, admit to. And I'm getting that get the fuck off the mic uh, mm-hmm. uh, minute. But before we go... Uh, Indigo Moon, where can everyone see your floetry, your lyrics? Like, where can they go yeah, to check um, you out? I have an EP out that I just released called Lucid Earth on Indigo Moon Um I'm also performing in a variety show under my name, Phrases for the People, on the 15th at uh, Bazaar Bushwick, 9.30 p.m. Yeah, or look up Indigo Moon. Thank you so much. Jason. Check me out at Laugh at First Sight. Sight is S-I-T-E. Uh, February the 18th, I'm going to be at Dixon Place for the uh, International Women's uh, Salon. Uh, it's their Black History Month show, so check it out. And, That's where I met you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I met you during the Women's March. And uh, every Friday from 6 to 8, FLO Empire Radio, it's Big Talk and Brewskies. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll see you next Friday, you guys. Love you. Bye.
Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Wanna cool the combo in here? Crack the cold while we're on the air. Big talking brewskis. Marissa Smith is who you see. Wanna cool the combo in here? Crack the cold while we're on the air. Kicking back, having a few beers, we're chatting. Pull up the chair, we're all relaxing. Any subject, we never dismiss. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Comedy, sex, relationships, war. Any subject, we got. It in store. Big talking brewskis is coming in live. Crack when open, Marissa has arrived. Big talking brewskis with Marissa Smith. Yeah.